and welcome to the Fed 10 podcast. Um, special episode tonight where we welcome back one of the team, one of our own, who's been um, traveling and, and working out uh, in different time zones and, and, and has very recently come back to Oxford and everyone's, you know, really happy that he's back to, and we've got the exclusive with him. Um, so welcome, Des, oh, sorry, uh, Matt, how are you? <laughs> yeah, very well, thank you, good. Uh, setting trends clearly yeah <laughs> <laughs> and obviously liam and fraser as well hello oh uh, we're just the as well as well yeah, yeah. sorry i used to host <laughs> this don't you know <laughs> i used to be someone <laughs> I, 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 i've never been anyone <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah well the news has just broken uh we're recording this just after the announcement has been officially made to announce the appointment of Des Buckingham as the club's new men's first team head coach. So that's the job title. Um, we'll, uh, we've not heard from him specifically yet, um, but the, the club seem very happy with him. Um, so we'll, we'll crack on with, with the, with the announcement. And what do we think? I'll start by saying Paul's not on this pod, but he was early doors. Paul was saying that he was the one, uh, that he wanted. He said he sort of um, matched the way we've been playing. Uh, they've got, he and Liam Manning have sort of similar backgrounds in terms of what they've done, uh, style of play, all of that sort of stuff. You look at the win percentage of Liam Manning, and it's around 50% everywhere he's been. And um, there's Buckingham's slightly higher, uh, which is insane, really. Mm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that translates, but there's no reason it shouldn't when it, it did for Liam Manning and it has for other other people. Uh, everyone seems really excited. It's it's great to have him back. I, I do have a slight concern at the fact he was, he seemed to be second choice last time and he's first choice this time. But that being said, he was in a job last time and Liam Manning wasn't. So if they were neck and neck, you go for the one who's out of the job. Um, yeah. it, I mean, he does seem, he does seem the right fit and it seems um, sort of scary to say, that I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Something you say there, Liam, is 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 um that we've we've must have paid a considerable amount of compensation to get him, um, which is kind of not an Oxford thing. We don't do things like that. We, I don't recall as I don't know when we when would we have last done that. Maybe I can't imagine Barry would have wanted anything for Chris Wilder, the assistant. I don't know, but um. I don't know when we last paid compensation to get a manager. So yeah, really exciting. And and obviously it's got that that added thing, like you say, he's he's from here, he's he's an Oxford boy, and um it, it's got all the makings of if it goes well, it goes very well. I was gonna say it concerns me a little bit that everything about this just makes so much sense. I'm so <laughs> used to uh in previous kind of managerial appointments. Uh, having all these names being just being thrown into the hat and and then when it eventually comes out it's one of those kind of like oh, well who's this or oh I'm not sure about that one and then they and then they prove themselves it, this time around it's like it feels like Des Buckingham has been kind of the front runner from the off uh, it all makes so much sense on paper he fits the profile exactly and I was sort of expecting to have the kind of the rug pulled from under us and be like actually you're getting this guy and instead it's actually like no it's it's the one that makes sense. I know. I feel like maybe it's just we want to instinctively say there must be something wrong here. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, it's um, it, it it just feels great, and I've never seen such a positive response to 
a managerial appointment. I mean, you go backwards, you had Liam Manning. There was kind of a lukewarm reception. Um, uh, who was before that? Uh, Carl Robinson, again, it, it, we had, it, we kept being touted as the wow appointment and by Tiger. And, and it, it was kind of, yeah, again, lukewarm. Michael Appleton, I think most people weren't familiar with him. Oh, I've missed out Pep Flotet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never seen such a positive response to um, an appointment like that. And it, it, no, it's and, true and you it, mentioned that Manning style and, and you know, it feels like a good fit. And and certainly coming, both of them coming from the, 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 the city group or city football group, obviously Manning with the, with the MK Dons in between that, but, but the philosophy that, that those, those teams and the way they play, they all seem to play a, a similar way. And I saw an interview, um, a written interview where where Des Buckingham references talking to Liam Manning and all the coaches from the City Group um, team sort of play a, diff- a, a certain way and they talk to each other. And so you don't feel like there's a manager coming in who's going to need to change too much. You know, the, the players we've got suited how Liam Manning wanted to play, so they should suit how Des Buckingham wants to play. Yeah, you you would sort of hope so. Um, and and that seems to have been taken into account. As we said many times in the... I, I can't believe it's only been nine days. <laughs> in the nine days, the manager search has been happening. Not even, eight days, isn't it? Um, in that time, you you've talked so much about well the same team who picked Liam Manning are picking like we now know it's Des Buckingham but they made the right decision before that's become apparent um yeah it, it didn't end in the the best possible way but if anything I, I know we'll come on to the Leighton Orient game that sort of seemed to unite us all mm. um and Hopefully, he seems in interviews, I don't know if you heard his interview on the dub, he seems a very level-headed guy who's going to not get too high with the wins and low with the the losses and all of that stuff. And that seems to be working with this group of players. Um, So bearing in mind, we've still got the same head of recruitment uh, who's also been involved in bringing in Buckingham. You've got to feel uh, that we will just add to a squad that will work with him very well. An evolution, not a revolution. It, it, it's as you say, it's, it's that continuation of recruitment. So, you know, the, we're not all of a sudden going to have to start looking for different types of players. It it it, it feels like there should be a smooth transition. And like you say, Ed Waldron has been in, involved in that, um, and and the recruitment really has been fantastic since since you know Tim Williams and Grant have have been involved as chairman and chief exec you know the the two managerial point appointments that they've made have been good for you know certainly Manning has proved that and if if Buckingham works out in the same way fantastic well he's from the same pedigree so you'd, yeah. you'd hope so um he's been able to fly himself over because he's got <laughs> a pilot's license I don't know why has he got that <laughs> who needs that <laughs> he's got it um yeah, it's it's it is exciting. He's he's young. He's he sort of fits that bill of of managers that could go far. We said that about Manning a few months ago when he came in, and and it feels sort of fairly similar now. I guess the, the biggest difference between the two is that one of them is an Oxford United fan. So should a team come calling from the league above, it might be a bit more of a wrench to get him away. Um, 
which I only see as a, a good thing, really, in, yeah. in that regard. Um, I, it, there aren't many 38-year-olds called Des, though, are there? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an unusual one for someone of that age, isn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, and looking at his um, just looking at his stats from from Mumbai, so he was there for just over two years, um, played seventy two games, thirty nine wins, twelve draws, twenty one defeats, and gives him a win percentage of fifty four percent. So I mean, that's pretty good on paper. I will say, I think like most of us, I'm not that familiar with the division, um, and. Uh, this could be totally inaccurate, but I presume Mumbai City have a sizable budget. They're part of the City Group. We have a sizable budget too for League One this season. So, um, well, the but... Indian Super League, uh, a certain Ryan Williams plays there. So, in terms of standard, you'd have to assume it's fairly similar. Mm. He, he fit in well at League One. He seems to fit in well there. Um, so, if it's a similar standard, that's. Uh, a positive thing is whether the style of football is the same, but as as previously mentioned, he does seem to have that city group. Um, well, he is part of the city group, so it, it's got that uh, philosophy behind it. I hate the word philosophy in football. Philosophy DNA. I, I hate it all, but anyway, he's got it. Yeah, there is that issue, I suppose, that he has been out of the country for so long. He's not, um, I suppose, known in the in in the game over here so much. He I, he probably hasn't worked with any of these players before that that I know of. Um, so there is going to be a kind of a, a degree of kind of settling in and kind of getting to know everyone and getting to know the level a little bit. I think we 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 need to probably cut him a little bit of slack. And you know, when you're kind of going in the sort of the top two of the division, um, can we can we afford to do that? Well, that's that is an interesting question. But you would also have to say. That, that works both ways. It means that coming up to the Cheltenham game, to the Bolton game, and obviously Bolton's a big game, are they going to know what to expect from this manager that they won't know that much about? Because he will be able to sit in India watching as much League One football as he likes, <laughs> in theory. But I, I don't know how much... Bolton scouts will have been watching Mumbai City. Obviously, they'll they'll be able to get hold of tapes and all of that stuff. But he's going to be able to bring something that pe- a, a certain level of unpredictability, um, which could go either way. But in it could go either way. It 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 could be beneficial, I suppose. Yeah, to be fair, also he does have you know obviously we've got a no game this this weekend, so he's got a, a decent amount of time to kind of come in get to know everyone, see what they're all about, get his ideas across, all of that stuff. It's not just going straight into a, into a game and just being thrown right in there. He's got the time to kind of build build up to it, which is, which is perfect. And I guess he's got... It's the best time it could happen. Shorty and, and Faz and, and other people that have been around the club, we, we've kept the goalkeeper coach, um, which we sort of assumed that he would go as well. Um, Give him time. So we've got people that are, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got people in that know the the club and the squad and all of that stuff. So anything that he's not sure about, he does still have people around him. It's not a, a Diaz taking over and bringing in you know forty of his own staff. It well, we'll see if anyone else comes in alongside him. I guess. And with um, you mentioned Chris Short there, um, I'd I'd like to think that. Um, perhaps a, a non-negotiable from the club was that Chris Short stays 
something to do with the first team. Mm. Um, I mean, his service when uh, Robinson left and when Manning left um, has, has been, you know, he's he's been right there to take over. And um, yeah, you'd like to think the club have, have given him an assurance he's he's fine in all of this. I don't know anything, by the way. I'm, I'm literally saying I, I hope they No, haven't. it feels like they've all but said it, though. Yeah. Um, and, and when he's able to talk in an interview on Radio Oxford and, and via um, iFollow, he has said, I applied for it last time because I wanted to keep my job. I'm not applying for it this time. Yeah, it, it, it sort of implies there's some sort of I know that I'm not going to be laid off. Mm. He's he's happy and settled here. He's he's done a good job. And I mean, quite frankly, the, the that one still of of the fist bump said so much about the group that we've got at the moment. Um, where they the the players respond to it. And that's got to be a positive and that's got to be taken into account. Absolutely. And just there is there is one player that he will know um, from his time in New Zealand at Wellington Phoenix. And that's Alex Gorin, who was there for three years from 2014 to 2017. Alex Gorin um, and Des Buckingham was there at, at a similar time. Um sort of from 2015 to 2017. So he's he there will be someone who he will he will maybe, you know, be able to sort of get a little bit of, of an insight into insight into some of the players potentially from somebody he knows. Um so uh that'll be uh that'll be maybe a positive. Um has he done anything around the club um before? It it just feels so odd that he um I guess that he comes from round here and um obviously he, he came through the the youth setup, but I, I don't know. He's been on Radio Oxford. Everyone seems to know him. Whether he's, I don't know. Well, In he, my head, if he, you're he something did to do with it, yeah. Under Chris Wilder, he was a, a sort of first team coach. Um, at, at the yeah, came up, coached the the youngsters at the club, um, and then was a coach under Chris Wilder. So he's yeah, he's he's worked for the club before. It's not just that he is local. He's also been involved with the club. He also, um, it's really annoying as well, because he used to work at Oxford and Cherwell Valley College, and he worked there the same time I did, and I've never spoken to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really annoyed about that now. Well, um, considering you're, you're going to have to make out Eastwood. He's what, sorry? <laughs> considering you're stalking of Eastwood. Oh, You've let yourself down here. <laughs> I know, but I had an excuse with Des Bucking. We worked in the same place, and I didn't bloody take it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, You'll just but, have uh, to say, "There's mate, remember? Oh, back in the day, we were we yeah. were buddies." <laughs> yeah, um, or, or pick a member of staff that no one likes, probably in yeah. HR. Be like, oh, yeah, them. Yeah, um, Colin, but, am I right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think, and so what I was going to say about that college is, so many young people from Oxfordshire go through um, that college that I think you just get to know a lot of people if you if you work there and. Um, so I, I think, yeah, he seems to, you're saying about, he seems to be very well known. I think he's kind of done a lot. He would have encountered a lot of, a lot of different people. So just um, not you, just not me. No. <laughs> yeah. How many current EFL managers when they played, if they played were goalkeepers, it's, it can't be many, can it? That's a good point. I don't think so. In, in terms of in terms of uh, yeah goalkeeper managers there's not that many um the it's Nuno 
Espirito Santo, who was the Wolves manager that went to um, Spurs, uh, didn't do very well at Spurs. He wasn't there very long. Uh, he was a, a, a goalkeeper who became a coach. And I think Dino Zoff as well. Didn't um, the Italian goalkeeper uh, manage the national side as well? But you're right. There's, doesn't, there's not lots, is there? Not lots of goalkeeper managers. No, not EFL, but Andy Woodman is managing uh, Bromley at the moment. True. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is yeah, a, a blast from the past. past isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> in, in terms of his his sort of experience with or lack of experience with in the English football leagues, um, it, it's a it's a tricky one because as we've said previously, you've got to make your 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 first every every manager makes their you know makes takes their first game at some point. Um, and looking back, sort of prior to Michael Appleton, we we had a manager come in who managed three hundred odd times in the in the lower leagues in Gary Waddock, and and that didn't go very well. So it's that sort of transference of skills. If you're a good coach, you're a good coach. You know, he's not bringing all the players with him. He's he's you know working with our players who've proved so far this season they're more than capable. So if you can transfer that skill of being able to coach and set a team up. It shouldn't really be a problem. Yeah, if he's got a similar um, sort of way of working to to Manning, and and as we've said several times, the City Group seem to have that. Then I I think if there's anything that doesn't fit, that doesn't translate immediately, you'd like to think that we've got enough staff and players who are are confident enough to say uh, we've been doing it that or. He'll be able to say, you know, there'll there, there'll be a, a discussion. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but no, I, no, I there, be, yeah, the, the coaches will go, and that might not work over here, or yeah, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll and tweak it as, slightly. Yeah, and and for all we know, whatever he's doing out there might work in the EFL, and no one's tried it yet. Mm. But it, it, I think there's probably some sort of compromise. That's what I wanted to say the whole yeah. the whole time. I just chose, you know. 4,000 words to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's interesting, you, you know, they haven't tried it before. One of the things that that a Manning team was kind of identifiable with was goalkeepers not taking goal kicks, but getting it short from a centre-half. And now everyone seems to do that. You know, it's not just us. It's it's Everyone seems to be going with the, with the short pass to a goalkeeper who then they look to play out from the back. So, you know, everything everything's new... Until it becomes the, you know, de rigueur. Yeah, how many how many teams play four four two now? It's mm. it that is the, the way football works as it evolves, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which does bring me nicely onto. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Uh, I was I was curious about the interviews in the Stevenage Wickham game because um, Lee Lee is that how you pronounce his name? The the fellow that scored a couple of penalties against us. Anyway, yeah. um, he. Uh, was knocked unconscious and was unresponsive uh, upon leaving the stadium and is now, you know, he did get home that night and was responsive and went to hospital and got got checked out and stuff. And it turned out he was all right. But I was just curious about the interviews. Steve Evans' uh, lack of dignity and grace was unreal when he sort of came out afterwards and said, well, I obviously hope he's okay, but Wickham asking for the game to be called off is outrageous. And apparently they didn't. But uh, anyway, the fact he, he said all that just summed him up. 
And then he said, and we won't talk about, uh, we won't get talked about in how good how good the football we play is because everyone just thinks we play the long ball. But if you watch our goal, it could come straight from the Premier League. The, the pass to, to set it up, the way he brings it down, the finish was all straight from the Premier League. If you watch the highlights of that, it is someone lumping it long. <laughs> <laughs> it is unreal. Like it is fairly well brought down. It is fairly well finished. But it is a like a, a lump it up the pitch ball. And I, I don't know. He's unbelievable. And I'm so pleased that that way of playing is is slowly dying out. I've also I didn't realise that the criticism of Steve Evans was that he plays Route One. I thought it was mostly that he's just a bit of an arsehole. I, I actually thought his teams played fairly good football, but I always thought that was more of an Ainsworth. Um, what was the old Stevenage manager called? Graham uh, Wesley. Wesley. Yes, Graham Wesley. Yeah. Mm. I always thought that was that was there. Phil kind of Brown. Time. He did that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Didn't he? I yeah. didn't think. I didn't actually put him in that no. category so i don't know why he's trying to claim that I, no i think i think this the, the, you're right the thing about steve evans is is is, is his behavior on the touchline usually that would be yeah certainly the way his teams play they do you know, they're usually physical uh and well set up but they, they play some decent football he's also one of those managers and this the trail of destruction in clubs he has left mm. yeah um oh, it true. it can't be a coincidence when that happens there are a few managers that do that, and it's like, well, well, you sort of fudging the books a bit, and and now they can't afford to to carry on that way. More or less, every club he's played at has then had a a dip, mm. to say the least. Now, um, a club played club, at <laughs> a club who left a trail of destruction at Oxford in the form of four years in the conference was Leighton Orient. So, Ooh, oh, what a seamless nice. link! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Simon, you were there, Very. I believe. I was indeed. Yes. Tell us, tell us about um, it. We talked on the uh, on the WhatsApp group about how there's only two games in London this season, or two away games uh, with London clubs, Leighton Orient being one of them, Charlton being the other, which is a, on New Year's Day. Um, so that's not a, gr- a great one for an away day because it, it'll not be easy to travel necessarily. But uh, no, a, a, an enjoyable day out in London. Um Saw some of the sights and then a fantastic game of football. Um, you know the, the the way the the players responded um, to to Craig Short was great. Um, we we played the way we we usually do, and then it all got a little bit sort of twitchy towards the end of the game uh, because they were putting in some pressure on. But we held out and and saw the game out. And, and I think that shows, you know, a certain amount of resilience from the players, you know, from the week they've had. The manager going when they obviously thought, you know, he'd be around for a while because it was the start of a project and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but but ultimately, a really good performance. And, and I know Ruben Rodriguez is getting better and better and better each game. Somebody um, mentioned how, uh, and not saying he's at the same level as, but he he reminded them of Gaza. And the way Gaza plays, and and the way you know he he sort of runs with the ball, happy to shoot, sees passes that other people don't see, and I'm, I'm you know as as the season is going on, I think Rodriguez is getting used to the pace of the game a bit more, and and I think could be a fantastic player for us this, this season. You know the two goals, and of course the 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 other one from Bodin was a kind of a follow up on a shot from uh, from Rodriguez, so. All in all, fantastic performance. And you're right, the, the picture that uh, Steve Daniels, the, the Oxford photographer, took 
with the the fist pump and the, and the the joy on the players' faces, mm. absolutely wonderful. They stayed out for quite a long time afterwards as well as as the Oxford fans were were singing a song, um, and it was yeah, fantastic day. I think the the fact all the players look happy with it is Cameron Brannigan Brannigan yeah. trying to sort of <laughs> is he doing it? He's, <laughs> he's peering round someone, isn't he? He's like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that shows how they. It, it sort of feels like they all feel a bit let down by him, uh, yeah. by by Manning, and um, and that's unfortunate. Mm. It, but it like it it doesn't take much to say I had this opportunity and and I had to take it. I, I'm sure you understand. Um, I'm I'm fairly annoyed as a fan that we had nothing to say that, and it, and I, I know he doesn't have to. But just a a little message and thanks for the support and and stuff like that. It, it's not much to ask for when essentially without fans there isn't a football club mm. and without a football club he doesn't have a job. Yeah, it, it, you know I'm I'm not the type of person. I know I said this about referees a few weeks ago, but I'm not the type of person who's a we pay your wages so respect us. But you know we're human beings so respect us. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's too much to ask. Um, him yeah. to just do a little interview with the Oxford Mail or or mm. Radio Oxford and say, I just had this opportunity and I've got to think of my family. He does that and it's it's so much better. Now, if you've relocated, as many of the squad have, in order to play for someone who says, right, we're going to put you on a long-term contract and we're going to do this and here's where we're going to go. And a few months later, doesn't even tell you that he's gone just walks out of the building i just don't think that's cool um and and it as as that photo shows it sort of united us um it, now we've got buckingham in we can you know ignore that and move on and we don't have to make a big thing of it but it, it was a bit disappointing to what what happened you know it wasn't just manning leaving of course he took his whole staff pretty much with him i mean i, I my my dad described it to me as a decapitation and like that's that you know you you feel like they could have come out of out of that and come into this into what is quite a tricky side a game against a a kind of an inform orient side and you could think they could have just absolutely crumbled that could have been the death knell for the whole season whereas what actually happened and what it feels like is that it brought all of them together kind of gave them that bit of a us against the world mentality that 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 we hadn't had much reason to have until then. And, and and now there's like a real kind of, you know, there's a real incentive for the rest of the season, not just to, to kind of, you know, have a good season, try and try and get promoted, but there's also a, well, we'll, we'll show you kind of, kind of thing driving, driving it now. There's a real kind of a, an emotional core to, to what yeah. they're trying to do now. And when you look at that first home fixture as well, the club have a real opportunity here to do some really good PR with that because it's a Tuesday night. It's against the team who are literally one place below us. It, you can fill that stadium quite easily and it, it should be electric, really. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we'll see. Under the lights as well. I, you know, I, yeah. I love, you know, at the start of the season, you, we have Tuesday night games and it's, you know, the sun's setting and it's quite nice. No, a cold, a cold, crisp sort of November evening with the yeah. floodlights on and it just... It's yeah, wonderful. Jamie Cook picks up a ball about thirty yards out. Yeah, <laughs> smashes it home. Or yeah, yeah. it's just I, I, 
there is something about football under floodlights that just gets the heart going a little bit more. But you imagine right, how that... good that will be in a stadium we like, <laughs> <laughs> where you can't see the sun setting. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. No, you, you, you're absolutely <laughs> right. That uh, that should be a, a you know he's got the the Charlton game. Uh, sorry, the Charlton game, the Cheltenham game uh, before that away um, for his first game. But you're right. He's he's got sort of seven or well eight or nine days before that game to to really work with the squad and, and get his ideas across. Um, but in the I same think... way, when Manning came in, he said, "We don't need to change an awful lot. We're not a you know hundred mile uh, you know um, that far away, and and just a few tweaks." So yeah, it ain't broke, so he doesn't need to fix it. Well, I think the the Orient game sort of showed that a lot we obviously stormed into the lead I, I think it's unfortunate the own goal and then they score a decent goal um to their credit um and then at, at that point a lot of teams would have crumbled mm. under under previous managers we would have done i'm fairly sure of that with an interim manager you sort of fear that when you're a bit wounded anyway but no, he changed the shape. He, he made some not risky substitutions because we've done similar ones this season. And that killed the game. It, yeah. Like it, it was a well-managed game mm. without a, a, a manager. So a manager coming in, as you say, what does he have to change? Not a huge amount. He's got to put his own stamp on it, but that can take time. Um, he doesn't have to do it immediately. And yeah, it, I, I just think... The way that game panned out, had we won three 0 great. You know that that would have been obviously a, a really good day. The fact we still had to fight, and the fact we succeeded in that was was excellent. Um, I think the the lowest point of the game for me was as as people who listen to this often will know, I proper nerd out when we win. So I watched the game back with the opposition commentary to see what they make of Oxford United, and basically very complimentary again. But they kept on referring to uh, Rodriguez as Rodriguez. Now, you don't have to be Spanish to know how that, that name is pronounced. Who has ever looked at that and gone, oh, it's probably Rodriguez? It's one of the most common... I, what? Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. It was one of those that by the end of the game, it was like almost eye twitching, like Captain Darling <laughs> moments <laughs> whenever he said it. Well, who who was it? that? Was someone at Orient? Liam saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the it was the home commentary. So it's funny you say that because that's East London, isn't it? And yeah. I always remember going to Dagenham and Redbridge away, and the guy, the announcer, reading out the team sheet and getting to Max Crocom and saying number twenty three, Max Crocom Bay. Crockham Bay. It sounds like an exotic holiday destination. It does, yeah. Crockham Bay. Oh, it's lovely. Down in Devon, South Devon coast. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it must. It must be an East London thing. They just say things. Different. I don't know. Like I don't know. I used to. I used to cover Oxford City games for for the Oxford Mail for for my sins a few years ago. <laughs> um, there was a period of time when they had uh, a bizarre kind of cohort of of Spanish players that they had. They'd sort of put them up in a house in Masted and they had sort of five Spanish players in their team at one point. This was when they were playing in Conference North. So you can imagine going up to Yorkshire every other week. Um, <laughs> I was the only media there from Oxford. So inevitably, I was the one who happened to try and teach 
these these kind of stadium announcers that <laughs> these Spanish pronunciations of these names. I don't speak Spanish. Hearing kind of Yorkshire accents try to pronounce Spanish names translated through Oxfordshire was an interesting experience. <laughs> well, no, I, I want, think I want some examples now, Matt. I think you're gonna have to <laughs> <Yeah>. give us. <laughs> Before the before the end of the pod, we'll have a we'll have a couple look them up and we'll have a couple of examples. Set up a Patreon. We'll do it as an extra. Okay. <laughs> oh, we should do a GoFundMe, and if we if we raise X amount, <laughs> we'll hear Matt announce the uh, entirety of the Spanish EFL players. Um, I did uh, the announcement for the Charlton game. I was on the PA. And the first thing you do when you get there is find a, a member of the media from the opposition and go, how's that name pronounced? How's that name? Imagine doing a, a three-hour show and not, you know, mm. if you're not sure, you might as well check. Yeah. Rodriguez. I don't know if any of this will make it in. <laughs> I'll tell you a name that's very easy to pronounce is Sam Rose. Oh, yes. But it is, yeah, it's a, it's a Mr. Sam Rose, um, former... Aston Villa assistant manager, who's now the full-time women's, Oxford United women's team manager. Yeah, full-time was an interesting development, wasn't it? I don't think mm. we've had that before. And it kind of feels like they won't go, now they've made that change, they won't go back on that for the, whoever follows him. So, yeah, um, yeah, it, it seems like a, a really good step in the right direction. They had a 4-0 win against uh, Woodley United in the Cup as well, didn't they? So... Um, yeah, good good result to to start with, indeed. Um, and they've got uh, a a bit of a sort of double header this weekend um, at uh, Court Place Farm. So they're playing because they've not played in the in the league for quite a while, have they? I think, mm, I think uh, it's been been a while. So they've got a a, a friendly against Cardiff City ladies at uh, at two o'clock, and then the development squad playing the Oxfordshire County Cup against Barton United ladies. So. It's uh, it's a chance to see, you know, both both teams. Um, the development squad have, have been fantastic. I'm, I think I'm right in saying they've kind of thirty games on the trot or something. They they've won. They've the the progression there uh, with the women's team and and the and the coming through the the sort of age groups and and the the equivalent of the academy there is is fantastic. The the setup and I think like you say being a full-time role now for the women's team manager just shows that the club is is investing everywhere yeah one thing i would like them to do is on weekends like this one coming when the men's first team aren't playing and the women's first team are mm. on the monday or tuesday morning don't tweet football is is back this weekend yeah because it 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 goes against the message that you're sending out <laughs> that they're part of the club um, yeah, absolutely. You, can, you can say something and I know that their dig is our oh, proper football isn't international it's club but mm. it, it it doesn't um, if you look into it it just doesn't read as nicely as um, something else you could say which is <laughs> the men are back in action <laughs> yeah. this weekend yeah. like whatever you say a, a, a fan isn't going to read your tweet and go I will go to the game actually now that you've done that their whole thing is let's talk about football and get people back excited Mm. Um, and and words can be detrimental, but in this case, I don't think they're going to sell more tickets in any way from how they word it. 
no you're absolutely right you know the, the Cheltenham game sold out so you know the, like you said there's, there's no real need for any promotion around that it's sold out um the Bolton game should take care of itself um and absolutely why you know it, it is and it it's one of it when we had you know if we were playing this this Saturday for example and then you know Gary Lineker or whoever it might be and I'm not picking him on him I like him just for the audience <laughs> but when when people go oh yeah well that's it yeah football's back now when when the premier league start again and 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 because we might have had a game that week it's like no it never went away well it, it's the same for you know the women's team are playing you're absolutely right yeah sorry but sam rose looks very exciting and uh <laughs> yes the, the the progress of his career uh seems to be one that has led him to this point he, he mm. seems to be on an upward trajectory. So him coming to Oxford is uh, a good fit for both of us, I think. Um, I, I don't know what he's like as a person. He seems quite nice in the interview. Um, and as long as he, you know, as long as he works well with Kath, <laughs> I'm happy That's... with that. <laughs> Hi, Kath. You know, it, it, it seems a good fit, you know, that recruitment of, of um, throughout the whole club seems to be working well you know Steve Kinnebrook doing the academy you know he, he said that we were the only club he would have left the the job he was doing with the Scottish FA for um so I think there's it, it's positive isn't it you know the whole feel around the club um seems to be seems to be positive you know the the stadium is sort of rumbling along in the background a little bit um but but all in all, it, it does seem good. Yeah, but I do wonder though if um, the the kind of the stadium development and obviously the plan is when that gets done, uh, hopefully, in a, just a couple of years, um, the plan is to have the, both the men's and the women's team playing yeah. there, and it to be a real home for the club. I do wonder when you're looking at kind of appointing uh, a full time manager for the women's team for the first time ever, having that kind of vision for the future to sell to them. Is, is a good way to kind of bring in a kind of a, a higher um, sort of quality of, of candidate, not saying anything against people who've worked for the club before, because I know we've had a couple of really good ones mm. um, in charge of the women's team in, in, in the past. who have obviously brought the club, the, the team on quite a long way, but like, you know what I mean? Having, having just having a kind of vision to, for, for the women's team and, and, and a kind of hopefully the, the, the sense that they're also on a journey to, to a higher level um, it's quite an attractive prospect, I would have thought. Yeah, it's got to be, um, especially from the the look of how the pitch is, um, and and that that's got to be why some of the the players spoke at the various cabinet meetings. Mm. It, it is an exciting thing to you know, as as I said earlier, the the club do talk about we are one club, men's team, women's team, development squads, all of those are all Oxford United. So the the thought of of having that united front is is great, and it, I think it's better for fans. Um, and it, I'm I'm a proud Oxford United fan anyway. It, I will just get more and more proud as things like this happen. That, that felt felt like it needed a, a little bit of you know inspirational music underneath it. But you're absolutely right. It does. I think the the when when the owners arrived early on in the you know in in the in their in their under their reign if you like you know there were there were questions asked maybe but i think if you look at where we've come since tiger took over and then brought in the uh 
the other owners as they are now. I think we we really the longest transaction of all time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, did take a while, um, <laughs> but you know, it, it wasn't a a takeover in in the usual sense where an external group are coming in to take over from the group that are there. It was just you know a, a, a transference of shares, you know, from from being a minor shareholder to a major shareholder. Um, and and it's yeah it, it's carrying on that that progression that, uh, that the club is is making at the moment um, does feel like there's a lot to be positive about. Yeah, and I, I yeah, it scares <laughs> we might me. say it, won't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's it's the life of a football fan, you know, when things you know seem to be going well. There's always something that that might happen that it that it doesn't work but if we can't enjoy it at the moment then um there's something wrong and and i think sort of if you i mean most people that listen to this will be oxford fans who go to games if you're an oxford fan who doesn't tend to go to games get along there at the moment because the the way the team are playing um is is fantastic and and you'll enjoy yourself it'll be a you know the more people the more people in the ground at the kasam you know we've talked about atmosphere it can the atmosphere there can be really good if there's plenty of people in there making noise. Yeah, we can we can pinpoint games where that's been the case, mm-hmm. um, and I'll I'll obviously never forget the promotion day in the fifteen sixteen season. But I went back afterwards to my grandparents, um, where my mum was. Um, we were picking her up. I, I won't go into all the logistics, but that was essentially it, um, and. Got back and went, oh, it was 3 0. And mum said, I know. Now, they, my grandparents then lived in Kennington mm. and they could hear the goals going in. Wow. And at, at, yeah. at times like that, you're like, oh, the, you know, the, the fan base is great and, and everything. But when you get those occasions, and that's what the Kassam takes, hopefully the new ground won't need those occasions. Um, but when you talk about, you know, the Man City game or the Arsenal game or or those big promotion chasing games, you can get the atmosphere. Yeah. Hopefully in the new stadium, every game is going to be a great atmosphere. And I guess in the new one, when there is a big occasion, it's it's just even better. So, yeah, hopefully. Matt, we've I'm sure you're in favour of the stadium like everyone, but you didn't. we've never heard your opinion on it. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, I think it's it's it's, it's something that <laughs> I've kind of felt that we've needed since, well, probably shortly after we moved into the Kazam. Um, <laughs> the next day. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's been something that I've obviously kind of been been sort of looking into, obviously desperately hoping um that we can kind of get it done but like you know i i do think you know there's obviously a, a, a quite a lengthy process of you know with the, with obviously moving out of the 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 manor ground was, was something that took decades so i'm always i'm always prepared for uh for that for there to be that kind of bad news down the line and and obviously there's going to be a few twists and turns i think uh between between getting it done but I think it's it's fair enough that, that that there has to be a process that it goes through and and, and i do want to kind of say that like um, I don't want a stadium that is just, you know, I don't want to build another Kassam stadium. I don't want to just kind of drop a stadium on 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 Kidlington and and just have it be a place where people where where people turn up every couple of weeks to to watch football games and then and, and offers absolutely nothing else to the community. I think it has to be a kind of um, 
a real like community hub and it has to be a kind of a positive thing for the area that it's in otherwise what are you doing with it with it you know what i mean you can just stay at the term mm. so i think we do have to make a case for it as well um, i think they're doing a great job of doing that by the way but i, I think it, it's it's a, it's a necessary process to go through i think that's what's so weird about the the club at the moment you look at transfer windows and the way transfer windows should work and our last transfer window was exactly that it was textbook what it should be and then the appointment of this manager where you go oh look at look at that guy he's that's a good fit mm. um well hopefully it won't take too long to get him and hopefully the the owners would pay the compensation and all oh no they they've done that <laughs> so to then look at the stadium stuff and go well are they it seems they're doing that properly as well it's um like long long may that continue uh, and and things go in the direction they they feel like they're going. Oh, oh, so I, I'm so scared to <laughs> stuff like that. I know it's, oh, that was it, a lovely I, ending. <laughs> yeah, but but I, th- I think it, it shows where we are now as a club, and I, I think it, it goes back a lot to brand. And it's it's a horrible word when you're talking about football because football shouldn't be a brand. It should you know it's an emotional thing. But I think th- th- where Oxford sits in people's consciousness consciousness in the world is is higher you know you you a smaller club with you know that old-fashioned sort of local boy done good chairman you know the butcher the baker the candlestick maker that kind of thing we're we're not in that sort of mold anymore we're we're we seem to be kind of using that oxford brand and that whole kind of the the owner's coming in who who want to raise our profile not just in, in the uk they're kind of using it a little bit to raise their profile of indonesia and all of that sort of stuff it just it does seem to be or feels that it's 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 a slightly different feel to the whole thing now than it than it was under previous chairman for some reason you know they so far i, I don't think we can knock what they've done at all it's been fantastic all the way through so um i mean we hi tim Oh, yeah, yeah, hi Tim. Tim. Yeah, hi Kim. Hi Des. Um, and <laughs> hi to everyone else, really. But oh, Des, if you listen to fan podcasts, what can we get him to say in his first interview? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! Um, great club, great set of fans, great facilities. Seven in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Absolutely, we'll we'll try that. Um. <laughs> Jerome will have to get you know get uh, get in on that. Um, yeah, we mentioned Cheltenham away and Bolton at home, um, but that's that's well the Cheltenham game sort of ten days or so away. So we'll we'll preview that next week um, when hopefully by then we'll have heard a little bit from um, from Des and 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 see what his thoughts are. Listen to him. We kind of get a feel. It's difficult, and when you hear you not heard, we've not heard him speak. I don't think I've heard what he sounds like he might sound really odd it might be you You can't hear him on the dub yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he did an interview on that okay i've not apologies Um, i've not listened to that one sorry jerome yet Um, you've not listened yet yet (laughs) true no it is a good it is a good listen um and probably an even more interesting one with the hindsight knowing that we've now got him as the manager (laughs) actually yeah yeah, simon you're gonna listen at the best time (laughs) yeah that's true that's true. I, I I will I will definitely listen to. It. I had I did listen the other week. I've just not had chance not had chance to. That's what it is. I've not that had chance right. yet. Um, 
so we'll yeah we'll we'll preview Cheltenham and Bolton next week after we've heard from Des Buckingham hopefully and um, yeah so um, but until then uh, take care of yourselves take care of each other and um, come on you yellows. Bye. Uh,